she said When the sunrise comes What's good, everybody? It's your host, James Meeks, and we're back for another episode of your favorite Black Fatherhood podcast. Yes, sir. And what's good, everybody? It's your co-host, Jesse Alex, also the co-founder of Dear Fathers, the premier media platform for Black Fatherhood. Thanks for tapping in. Before we get into this dope conversation today, I need y'all to go and subscribe and follow us anywhere you get your podcast today. Jesse, let's dive right in, bro. Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of the Dear Fathers podcast. I'm your host, James Meeks, and we're excited about another impactful conversation with today's guest. But before we get started, I got to check in with my partner. Jesse, how you feeling today, fam? And I'm good, bro. Um, feeling good this week. It's, I feel like it's been a minute since we recorded, so I'm happy to be on, especially with the guests we got on, man, because James, we talked about this prior. We both kind of grew up on this guy, so it's cool to tap in with him at the stage he is in now and you know just talk fatherhood like we always do man yeah man i definitely miss recording missed you bro having these conversations but i'm happy to to be having this one today uh we want to welcome in the living legend the actor comedian and an amazing father kel mitchell to the dear fathers podcast how you feeling today kel man what's up y'all uh i feel good blessed up thanks for having me uh on here man that's what's up <laughs> Now, we appreciate you joining, man. And like Jesse said, we're big fans, man. We both grew up on you. Um, it's crazy how the world works because now I'm a father, too. I got three kids, and my kids are into you just as much as I was when I was a kid. So, um, you know, it's definitely cool to, to kind of see it come full circle uh, with the fam. But before we get into the successful icon that you are, man, we want to get people to kind of tap into who you are. Um, and more of your upbringing and your family. So let's take it back to your upbringing, your parents. Like, what was your relationship like with your father growing up? Oh, man. So um, my uh, dad is a, a retired psychologist. So, um, yeah, coming up, growing up, uh, education was very important uh, in our household. Um, you know, they were very pro-Black as well. So they taught me a lot. Um, even uh, they had a, a sign on the television that my dad had. Uh, that was called the idiot box. <laughs> so, uh, and just with that mindset of like, yeah, enjoy, you could watch television, but you know, if you just too, too much doing it, you know what I mean? I want you to get into these books. And so uh, that's what it really was about for me is getting into these books. And they had so many uh, books and things that they introduced us to and, uh, you know, teaching us about our history. And what was also cool was uh, my dad would go, OK, all right, if you read a book, you know, uh, and give us a book report afterwards. So him and my mom would do that and we would give them a book report. And that was like part of our chores as well with me and my sisters, you know, that we also did our chores. But then we also had to read a book and recite it back and what we thought about it. And that got me into a lot of Langston Hughes, into a lot of poetry. Um, and that kind of really sparked uh, my imagination, uh, even with acting. Uh, and yeah, and then also my dad as well, like he was the kind of like, yo, go outside, we're going to cut this grass, we're going to take out this garbage, uh, I'm going to teach you how to do this, I'm going to teach you how to do that, you know what I mean? Uh, it was really, you know, get up and go, sun up, man up, you know what I mean? Uh, so uh, I grew up in, in, in that type of household, which was really dope. But also my dad uh, is very loving as well so uh and i saw that a lot with my uh with my mom i would see them dance you know we from chicago so they would you know chicago step and stuff like that and he would you know compliment her and tell her tell her things and uh write poetry as well uh so just seeing that love uh that they both had i always tell my parents about that uh that i appreciate that just showing that love to me uh, and my sisters, and they're still doing it today. They just celebrated their uh, 49th anniversary. Uh, which amazing. Is, yeah, man, which is really beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That's that's definitely amazing. And th yeah. thanks for sharing that. It sounds like your pops was was very well rounded in terms of being like old school and wanting you to you know grow up and be a man and 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 be respectful and all those things. But he also seemed like a bit of a creative too. And that yeah. probably like how much of that helped you start to develop your creative side to get you to where you ended up in your career? Yeah, man. Uh, it's really deep because, uh, you know, I grew up on the South side of shop and I love, I love Chicago. Uh, it has a lot of like artistry, talented people that are into the arts and uh, it's just so beautiful in, in the shop. But then it also 
has the other side too, like any other city where you have, you know, gang violence and things like that. And so uh, I grew up around both, you know what I mean? But I was one of those, those kids where it's kind of like my parents were looking at what I was into, you know, they didn't know everything, of course, but uh, it was a thing of like, we want to make sure he stay in the church. So that was something that kept me grounded, kept me going, uh, that I was definitely in the church. My dad was very active in the church. Uh, he was a deacon at the church. He was a, a Boy Scout leader at the church as well, uh, which was deep too, because, you know, we were just on the south side of the shot and they were like, yo, it's a lot of, a lot of things going on. We want the kids to do positive things. So they were like, yo, well, let's start a Boy Scout troop. And we didn't even have no uniforms. So it was kind of like, <laughs> they just had the t-shirts, but we learned like the, the uh, etiquette and uh, the good mindset of being in that environment. And then we had a deacon that was into Kung Fu and he actually taught us that as well. So, uh, and I remember one summer, you know, I was, you know, getting to that age where I was acting up at school and, you know, I was wilding out. And so my parents was like, we don't want him to go in the wrong, wrong direction. You know, I had homies that, you know, ended up locked up even at a very young age. So it was a thing of, even when my dad saw me one time, I got into a situation and uh, he saw me walk out of the crib and I had my, my hat turned uh, and I had a rag on and he knowing what that was about. <laughs> you know what I mean? He said, boy, if you don't come over here. And I mean, <laughs> the way that he lit me up as far as like telling me he don't want me to be in that lifestyle. And I hadn't even done nothing yet. I just was like, <laughs> I was just trying to figure it out. But I thank my dad for that moment. I would never forget that like conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it was it was so deep. My pops was very similar uh, to like the dad in uh, Boys in the Hood, whereas like everybody knew him. You know what I mean? And he always had that, you know, that that poetry that, you know, talking about our black history and just letting us know uh, who we are as men. And then me having um, my mom, who is a preacher's kid as well, uh, the two of them together. So I had the church and I had the education and I had all these, uh, you know, different people really, um, you know, blessing me with knowledge. But then also I had, you know, others in my family that were into gang violence. Like both of my uh, uncles were murdered. I had a best friend that was murdered. So for my dad, when you really look at the understanding of that, it's like, okay, let's, you know, let's break generational curses. Let's really um, you know, you be the, he be the change and I be the change and understand why, you know what I mean? So, uh, a lot of the knowledge that, uh, he has given me as growing up and being an example just through actions, you know what I mean? Um, was just, was awesome for me as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's dope, man. I love to hear stories like that. Cause like James said, it seemed like your, your pops was really well-rounded in the things that he mm -hmm. was teaching y'all growing up. But I, I want to know, man, like mm -hmm. he had the, the idiot box on the TV, right? <laughs> like what was that conversation with him? Like when then you wanted to then get into entertainment and be <laughs> on TV, like, what was that like? Uh, it was, it was, it was really deep, man. You know, uh, my parents were really about like the idle mind is the devil's workshop. So we always needed to be making sure that we were busy and into, into something. Uh, and so positive. And so, uh, when I got on television, it was very funny because we didn't even have, uh, you know, this, we talking about early nineties. <laughs> so like, we didn't even have cable at the crib. So it was like my like one of my uncles, like he had cable and we used to watch the fights on VHS and he would do it for us and all that. And so when I got the audition and I got on television, it was very I was like, yo, I guess we're gonna have to get cable, right? So we could watch me. <laughs> you know I mean? Which was uh which was really cool. And so uh one thing about my parents is that they're very uh supportive of our dreams as long as that it was positive and what we were doing. You know, uh, we're all, uh, me and my sisters are, you know, entrepreneurs starting our own businesses and things of that nature in all different, you know, aspects. Uh, so I think that um, them allowing us to be free in that way uh, definitely was helpful. But, uh, and then also too, we would bump our head along the way of adulting, you know, through life. But uh, I think it was awesome, you know, that they were always there to give advice. And, you know, as you're adulting, it's not like you agree with everything that your parents are telling you. You got to go through your own journey. You know what I mean? In, in, yeah. in life. Uh, but I'm just, you know, thankful to still have uh, 
you know, my parents and then also a village. The church is a is a village. And I, I just really want people to understand that. You know what I mean? Because sometimes um, it's things that kids might not want to uh, share with their parents. But then if they have a, a core group of friends and youth pastors and things of that nature uh, at a church, they can share in that way or even activities that are helpful. And sometimes that, that's not always sports. You know what I mean? Like you might have a kid that's very artsy like me. And that's to go back to your your question where uh, it was a community theater in Chicago called ETA Creative Arts Foundation. And my uh, parents would take me there to watch plays. And uh, my my father, uh, psychologist, but also when he was in high school, he danced uh, with Catherine Dunham dance and so African dance. And so uh, he was very creative in that way. So they were always kind of like, oh, OK, you know what I mean? We don't mind you being creative and introducing us to those type of things. And uh, when I got involved in the theater, it was really just to have me do something positive. It wasn't to say, oh, you're gonna get on TV. Cause some parents do that where it's like, this kid's gonna be on TV. They knew I had something, but they were just like, we need to keep him active cause he getting in trouble in school doing shows <laughs> in the classroom. And uh, I just fell in love with the art of acting, uh, being in theater and being on stage. And when the television um, you know, aspect uh, presented itself, uh, I, I thank, you know, my parents for being very supportive within that, <laughs> even in the ups and downs of it all too, you know? Yeah. yeah that's, that's big, bro. And I think the, <laughs> the, the part that I love about that, um, and I think, you know, we, as parents, we got to tap into that more is keeping mm -hmm. kids busy and active and letting mm -hmm. them explore things other than sports, because to your point, everybody can't play ball. Everybody want to run track, whatever it might be. And I think we always in our community, we oftentimes kind of like our default is go play a sport. But sometimes you have a kid, like I have, you know, a nephew that can't stand being outside of playing sports. But I think like he's into arts and he's into like technology and things like that. So figuring out ways to like let your kids harness their talents in other ways is a great outlet for them. And we shouldn't always be so closed minded to say you only got to do this, this or this, because there's so yeah. many things you could do. Yeah, it's uh, finding your purpose a lot of times is finding out those things that you loved when you were younger. And so as parents, we need to kind of like really look at what they are focused on. And sometimes it might change, you know what I mean? But kind of look what makes them happy. What are they doing? Like they're, they're singing all the time or, you know, they're doing a lot of art all the time. They're being very creative instead of saying, man, put that crayon down and go out there and I want you to go do this. It's like, well, wait a minute. Let me see you draw daddy real quick. Right. You know, let me let me see what you you know what I mean. Sing me a song real quick, and just kind of see where 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 it is. You know, uh, sometimes uh, I, I mean I learned that as a father. I know we're talking about my past, but as a, as a father, it's really like you kind of gotta go. Okay, what do you like? What do you enjoy? And some some parents can be selfish at times, where it's kind of like, no, you gonna do it this way, and this way it's gonna go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, it's kind of like see what what they enjoy because you have so many people to grow up and go, man, I did this job because my parents wanted me to do it. Or I went to the school because my parents wanted me to go to that school. And then they look back and they're just like kind of upset about it. You know what I mean? So uh, allow your child, of course, guidance and making sure that they don't go in the wrong direction, but let them try things. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. doubt, man. And I didn't yeah. mention this before we started recording, but I currently don't have any children yet plan to in the near future. So just even hearing gems like this from y'all is always super therapeutic for me. But you said one thing that kind of sparked a quick question in me. You said about finding your purpose, which I think it's important for everybody in the world to find a purpose. You right. found yours at a at a very early age, right? Like, mm -hmm. did it ever get to a point like as you got into adulthood that you thought that purpose might have like changed for you or anything? All right. So let me let me break this down. So uh, when I was young, I found my talent that God blessed me with. I didn't find my purpose. So being, being, on, being on television, um, I didn't know God's plan while I was on television. It was just a thing of, hey, this is a talent God has blessed me with. And my parents let me know that. Like, you know, this is an opportunity that a lot of kids don't have. So if you want to leave at any point and you don't want to do this, you, you make sure you, well, no, it was you make sure you work hard on the show. So that's why I went super hard on the show. But then at the same time, my parents also said, if you ever feel uncomfortable on this set and this is something you don't want to do anymore, you let us know, which was awesome, too, as well. And staying in it because, you know, uh, I always tell like uh, we brought all that back 
we rebooted it, right? And so um, when I got to speak to the kid um, for the first time after seeing him on audition tapes, I was going into the table read and the Lord said, tell them something that you wish somebody told you with throughout this business. And because there's a lot of ups and downs within this business that you figure out as you're going through it. And so I told them, hey, this is not the thing that makes you important. This is not the one thing you were made important and you were made amazing when you were in the womb. You know what I mean? So this is a part of your long journey of the things that you're going to be doing in life. So when I told them that I wanted them to understand like, oh, this is a job for a period of time and then I will go to another job and then I'll go to another job and like that. Because when you grow up in this as a child, there's a, a, a thought process of like, oh, this all I'm always this is how it's going to be. You know what I mean? And you mix up the character with who you are. And so it creates this uh, false narrative where it's like, can I trust everybody? Do they just like me or they love the character that I play on television? And that's why you see a lot of mental health issues with a lot of young entertainers, because there's a, a thing where it's like, who can I trust? Who do, you know, I don't know. And especially even now with social media and things of that nature, it's so much that you deal with as you're going through it. But here's the thing. As I went through uh, adulting in the spotlight, what happened was, was that in my downtimes and in my uptimes, what I started to find out was those core things that I learned when I was younger and those core beliefs of faith and what was put in me. And so when I started to like bump my head and in Hollywood and things I got into in Chicago and all these different things, I was taken back to that core belief. My, my wife always says, uh, your spirit doesn't, um, doesn't age, but it gains wisdom, right? Mm. So your spirit's been with you this entire time since you was a kid. So when I was in Chicago, the Lord was looking out for me. You know, when things was going on, the Lord was looking out for me. And then as I got into LA, there was other obstacles to go through. And the Lord was looking out for me. And then I got to a point where when I started looking, when it was a point in my life where I was jobless and I was trying to look for some work, I was trying to figure out what was going on. And then in that moment, you know, the Lord was speaking to me and it was like, I want you to speak back to the youth. I want you to talk to the youth. I want you to direct. I want you to write your own stuff. I want you to do. And all this stuff started coming to my head. I'm like, well, man, I'm going to do that. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go after it and do it. And as I started just going after another dream and going after these things, I found out that, oh, okay, you've been setting this up the whole entire time, Lord. You know, because my purpose was really, I want to reach the youth and the things that you just said earlier about the creativity and uh, kids having different options me being going through that was something that I was very passionate about. You know what I mean? So within doing that, that's when I started giving back and I started creating programs for kids and I started doing things in Los Angeles and being part of the uh, Black College Expo and being a director, putting on plays. You know, uh, me and my wife uh, in Compton, California, we put on a dance show for the kids and all these things that was reached out to me in community. When I was a kid, I was giving back and so the Lord was preparing me for that. You know what I mean? Which is which is awesome. And now the thing about it is that really I want people to see the see him through me. And that's really my purpose is to see the love because it's so in the entertainment, there's there's people that are loving, but then there's people where you get so jaded and you get uh, a selfish mind and selfish thinking. Now when I go on set, I'm not thinking in that way. I'm really thinking about. I need everybody for a reason. I need everybody for a purpose. Through my story, how can I help them, you know, get closer to God or just get over some certain obstacles that are going on in their lives? Because I've seen so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's I know amazing. that was a lot. I know that was a lot. But <laughs> that's amazing, man. It's, it's yeah, beautiful man. to see it all come full circle with you starting off as, you know, a child actor, teenage actor, and then, you know, giving back in the same way that it was poured into you as, as a child, man. I think that's really dope that you did that noble. Um, yeah, so salute man. to you for that. Um, yeah. But kind of speaking to, um, you know, your your journey as a star, right? So you got mm -hmm. into to, to becoming a star at an early age. Um, so take us back to 
Like, what were some of your favorite moments um, as a child actor, thinking about like all that, a good burger? Like, what are some mm-hmm. of the highlights that, that you think like, man, I, I really love that moment? I'm gonna tell you, uh, uh, one was, I, I, used, I rap too. So hip hop was uh, something that was a dope outlet in Chicago as well. So while everybody was, was you know, banging, my thing was, I love breakdancing. I love hip hop. I love being a graffiti artist. And so I was really into that. So shout out to IMK. You know, that's my crew yeah. from Chicago. <laughs> so we were, we were really uh, in, into that. And I, you know, I did B-Boy battles and all that stuff. And so uh, we started rapping and we got on WGCI. My sister worked at uh, Metro Music in Chicago. My Chicago people know what I'm talking about. And so, uh, you know, I got to battle common and all this stuff like that when I was at a young age, even before I got on television, which was kind of cool. He just came in the, in, the, in, the, um, in the store and we just started rapping. And so for me, when we got on all that, all that was very musical. And so we were like the, the I say the living color for kids. A lot of people say yes and now, but I say living color because if we were so diverse. And the type of acts that we brought on our show was very similar to the acts that In Living Color brought on. So for me, those moments were like, yo, to just be, you know, going to school and tripping over TLC and like, yo, TLC is me. And then all of a sudden now TLC is like hanging out with you. You know what I mean? (laughs) On set. And then they're doing the theme song to your show. Uh, That's awesome, man. And then like, all the artists that we were introduced to when they were promoting themselves, like Usher first coming out, he went on all that. You know what I mean? And uh, Ron DMC getting to jump on stage with Ron DMC. I remember all my cousins, you know, playing Ron DMC for the first time in the shot. And I saw it on the turntable and they was mixing my cousins doing that. And then now I'm on stage with Ron DMC, you know what I mean? And they're doing their Christmas song. And I'm like, yeah, like it was, it was mind blown. You know what I mean? For And it's just like, yo, but which was was just awesome. So those moments for me, uh, what was so exciting, you know what I mean? Those are the moments that were exciting, like you're meeting your favorite uh, artists that you always wanted to meet and then seeing that they're real people. That was a yeah. cool thing, too, uh, for me, like, you know, meeting Coolio at that time and uh, all these different artists and Aaliyah and hanging out with Aaliyah. And we talking about Chicago and talking about Chicago food and just chilling. That was just like. Yo, those amazing moments on all that. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's mm-hmm. super dope, man. Yeah. And we love stories like that. Cause like James said, that kind of just see how everything comes full circle. And when you, yeah. you know, operating in your purpose, your talent, just kind of opportunities open up. And that's honestly how, you know, kind of how we feel about the podcast and the platform that we created. Mm-hmm. We're really, you know, building this out of a passion when it comes to telling stories, fatherhood, black men. But then being able to talk to people like you who we grew up watching, it's like, damn, like. It's crazy, you know what I'm saying? So, no, nah, that's dope, and salute to you, man. But for the people, man, the people want to know. They, they got to know, does Kale still love orange soda, man? <laughs> uh, I do, I do, I do. Oh, that's for the people. But, <laughs> but it's crazy because, you know, if you follow me on Instagram or anything like that, you see that I work out a lot, uh, and I'm very into, like, health and, and working out, you know what I'm saying? And, and making sure, you know, that we feed the spirit, but we also feed our, our feed our body and our mind uh, and, and go to the doctor, you know what I mean? You know, take the right uh, things that you need to take uh, as far as like, if you take it a holistic approach, make sure you're doing that well too as well. Just get the information. Um, and so, you know, so we live longer. As fathers, that's very important too. Because you want to be here. You know what I mean? So, you know, so you don't want to feel something and be like, yo, what's wrong? Well, I ain't going to the doctor. Hold up, bro. Like, you know, go <laughs> go get a checkup. Go see what's going on so you can you can be here. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, but so with that being said, yeah, orange soda is awesome. But drink your water. And get your teeth. Your <laughs> nah, no doubt, man. Even to that point, man. So something we doing um, here pretty soon with their fathers. We're actually doing it in St. Louis to start uh, is. We're going to call it a shop uh, clinic where we pull up to barbershops with a wellness truck. So guys, so black men could get checks, you know, blood pressure checks, different checkups and just provide that space for they can go that, that they can go and get it at no charge. We will, we want to take that to different cities, man. So through our nonprofit, we'd love to you know collaborate you with you and bring something like that to L.A., man, if you open to it. 
Look, I'm there. I think I think that's dope. I'm so like, I'm so into that. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm so into that. It was a point where um, I had went to the doctor. I was having some some complications, and uh, they were like, "Yo, your 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 blood pressure is high up. It's, it's skyrocketing. Your cholesterol is high." And I'm like, "Yo, I look. I'm good. Like I look. I work out. You know what I mean?" And, and then I'm, I was like, and then they broke down cholesterol to me and and, and nutrition. And I took a nutrition class. And I was like, yo, and I'm just, it was really deep to me because I was like, I know some brothers that just like fell out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and not to be funny, like serious, like they just fell out and it's like, man, if they would have just known to, you know, all you have to do is just change the way you eat or the calorie intake that you're having and yeah. check your blood pressure and all those different things and you will be here. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, man, that's, that's okay. great. <laughs> yeah, oh, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, with us yeah. as, as black men, a lot of times just a, that lack of knowledge, like you said. So, yeah, it's definitely important, yeah. man. So definitely we'll love to bring that to L.A. So we'll definitely hit you on that. And even just, you know, we're kind of talking about food, man. Let's talk about MTV's deliciousness. Like what's hey. being what's being uh, on that show on the panel been like for you? And like, tell <laughs> us just more about the show in general. Yeah, man. Oh, also, too, because I know we're talking about father. I want to talk about my dad because my dad get like annual checkups all the time. And he was very on, like, when I got to a certain age, are you doing that? Are you making sure you're checking on your body? So that's important as a father, too, since we're, this Absolutely. is a father <laughs> show, right? Absolutely. But uh, deliciousness. Yeah, man. Um, I love deliciousness. Deliciousness is awesome. Um, it's a spinoff of ridiculousness. And so ridiculousness is a, a, a awesome, awesome show, uh, which is very funny. Been around for 10 years. And so Rob decided to uh, expand it. What other nisses can we have, right? <laughs> so uh, they came up with deliciousness, which is food fails. And, you know, everybody has done that. You know, I've done it. You know what I mean? Barbecuing. I love the cue. You know what I mean? So I've been barbecuing in Netflix to know, like, watch it, you know, on my phone. Don't do that. Make sure you watch the grill and know when to flip the meat. So uh, I, I burnt the meat one time because I was watching a Netflix movie and I was like, oh, so, uh, but yeah, those type of things would get on tape on deliciousness. And it's just a smooth gig. It's cool. I just sit on the couch uh, with Tim and Angela and Tiffany and we just like crack up laughing at these like hilarious food fails. Uh, it's a great show, man. It's on MTV and it, it runs like <laughs> every day, like ridiculousness. So uh, it's, it's been awesome. And we shot it during the pandemic, which was also uh, a blessing as well to be able to, you know, get that gig at the, this, you know, uh, at the middle of all the start of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that's amazing, man. We, we yeah, checked man. that out. We're, we're big ridiculousness fans. And then we moved over into deliciousness too. So it's, it's always hey. on in our household, bro. But man, we want to switch gears a little bit, you know what I mean? And, and, and really hone in on the conversation we wanted to have with you today, which sure. is about fatherhood. You know what I mean? We huh. all know you as an actor. Um, and a comedian and those things. Um, but we want to get to know you more as a father. So uh, first yeah. question we have is, who is Kel as a father? Who is Kel as a father? <clears throat> uh, Kel as a father is loving, um, consistency um, in my uh, loving and understanding, you know, because uh, I'm going to pray first, you know, every day just to how to approach it. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not, I'm not perfect. So there's a thing where you have to go to the Lord every morning and anything that you were dealing with from the day before, you know, let's talk about renewing our mind and we have to understand spiritually, this is spiritual warfare. So you don't know what's going on in the spiritual realm that uh, could try to harm your family. So for me, it's always getting up early and taking care of that. You know, uh, let me take care of my mind in my spirit and protecting my family um, in the blood and in the hedge of protection over them and doing that, uh, that's very important to me. And you see a lot of that change. And also with being a, um, a father as well is really partnering with my wife as a team. You know what I mean? You are upgraded when you have a beautiful, loving uh, wife that loves the Lord as well. And so uh, it's definitely teamwork. You know what I mean? Uh, talking together, community, communicating together, even with uh, raising the children uh, is also a beautiful thing to do as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's dope, man. And I, and I second the, the part about having um, a wife, somebody you're connected to yeah, man. spiritually, 
Uh, I think that that makes a world of difference. And I think when, when the parents have that, that great relationship with each other too, that filters down into the children. They see that love. So when they go off and into the world, they saw their mom love their dad. They saw their dad love their mom. And it makes them a better person when they go out and find whoever they're going to be with too. So definitely mm-hmm. salute to you guys um, for, for focusing on your relationship so that your kids can have a great relationship, you know, with y'all too. Appreciate that. Yeah, man, you got to. It's uh, it's so important. And even that, you know, kids, even at a young age, they'll, they'll try. They'll be like, oh, okay, well, mommy said I couldn't do this. Let me go try to... <laughs> they pick up on that early too like my two-year-old right now like yeah. my wife would tell him like nah you're not going to get in the pool and he'll come knock on the door daddy can we get in the pool and i'm like sure and then i go out mom's like nah i just told him he can't get in. i'm like see man how you gonna suck on me like that bro <laughs> how do you even know how to run that game on me right now at two years old I don't understand how they do that either man it's, it's so funny man. it's so funny and so that's why we have these powwows, like my, my wife, like a text me, she you know, she got my phone. It's like, I just told her that she can't. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm ready for it. I'm like, wait for her to come in. Like, no, nah, you know, I agree with mommy. <laughs> well, yo, so one of the, one of the other things we wanted to hit on too was, um, you know, your career, you know, cause a lot of times it's, it's tough being a parent, you know, being involved in your career. Yeah. Um, and, and balancing everything. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think we read somewhere that, you know, people said that you started to dial back in your career because you wanted to focus more on family. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you say that was true? And if so, what have you learned in trying to balance both? You know what? I feel like um, it's, it's part of that whole adulting in the, in the entertainment business. You know, people, uh, you know, they grow up with you. So they're watching your every move. And I, and I think for me, it was just me navigating through life and then finding out uh like we were talking about earlier that that purpose and me having to go through certain things so the lord could take me to different levels in my life uh that's what was literally going on and my family is definitely important uh and also uh within my career i want to uh show my kids to you know love what you do you know what I mean? Go after it. You really got to love what you do. Uh, a lot of times, you know, uh, a lot of people don't and they're scared to take that, uh, the, the risk of taking that leap of faith. You know what I mean? To just go after your dreams and, and, and it's not going to work out all the time. You know what I mean? Like if I had to figure that out too. Like it, within this business, you know, when stuff started to slow down in the acting uh, world, when the show stopped and ended, uh, and then I had to go through the journey of figuring out, okay, what I'm going to do next? And but then within that, I'm thankful for those moments because what it did was it showed me the other talents that God wanted to show me that I have because he gives everyone multiple talents, you know, and multiple, multiple skills. And we can be educated in a lot of different things. And so that's definitely important for me. So I like them to see uh, when I'm up against an a, a obstacle or a circumstance and I say, hey, we're going to pray about it. You know what I mean? And then they see that and see the fruit of that. And so the fruit of the, the, the righteousness. So when they see a parent saying, okay, we're going to trust in the Lord. I, st- I see what it looks like, but we're going to trust in the Lord that this is going to happen. And they're watching at it, even at a young age, they're going, yo, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And then to see it is like, all right, you got to trust. Because, you know, in, in every aspect of life, people go through ups and downs. And I think that it's very important as parents that uh, we show them that character of sticking with our faith, you know, yeah. through it all. You know what I mean? And uh, I saw that, you know, with my parents and uh, adjusting as well. We, we do that as well. Uh, they see me communicating. Um, my kids see me communicating with my wife and still having that chivalry with my wife and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, doing that. And that's very important for, uh, you know, boys and girls to see fathers, you know, doing that because, um, you know, it's a lot out there that they see on television and, you know, in music and things like that. But I know when you come in this house, <laughs> you're going to see, you know, how it really goes. And then the, and it's the thing about it is the, the consistency of it. That's why I always say consistency, because uh, teens can, you know, especially older ones, they can really sniff out like, OK, they you, you being fake. You doing this. You know what I mean? And it's uh, like, mm-hmm. ah, this is a consistent thing that you have seen. And uh, yeah. I think that's very important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. And one thing that I love just about the conversation that we're having so far, it seems like a lot of things that your father and parents instilled in you 
have kind of just carried over to what you're doing in your household. So that's pretty dope to see just that come full circle too as well. And one thing that I want to ask, man, you know, people mm -hmm. talk a lot about this term mom guilt, right? Like not mm -hmm. feeling like moms feeling like they're not doing enough. Has there ever been any point in your fatherhood journey where you've had dad guilt, like feeling like <laughs> you're not doing enough or not, yeah. not there? Like, you know, what's that been like for you? You know, um, I always say there's no like real playbook for being a, a father. You really gotta, you really gotta go in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like when I decided to do stand up, right? And it's a thing of a lot of people told me, you just got, you got to get up there. You know what I mean? You got to get up there. You got to do it because every audience is different. And then you learn how to navigate and how to, you know, set up a joke and all those things while you're, you're doing it. But you got to take the initial step. And so for me, uh, at times when I feel like if, as a father, when uh, it's something that I thought was like the right thing, you know what I'm saying, uh, of saying, and then it didn't work out or I didn't get the right response from my child or, you know, it, or they're uh, upset about something I said or, and you get to that mindset where you're like, ah, man, okay, so how can I figure this out? And the the beautifulness is, is that's what I was talking about with you, really finding out who your child is. They, your child was born for a reason, right? And so all of them are different. You know what I mean? Every, every kid is different that comes, you know what I mean? And so it's like, what might've worked on your oldest is not going to work on your youngest. You know what I mean? Or in the middle child or whatever, how it goes. You know what I mean? It's always a different approach. They have different emotions, different opinions. And it's really about finding that. And so within that, I always tell fathers, like it's the, it's the patience within it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the patience within it, but still having that consistency of love and being, you know, um, you know, of course, be the father that gives you the right knowledge and the way to go, you know, but at the same time, listen, uh, it, it's the uh, active listening. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say my pops did that a lot. It wasn't a lot of active listening. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like, you, you doing this and you get in there and you do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But for me, as far as I get down, uh, it's, it's active listening. So it's like, you know, I'm going to tell you this. And I want you to hear me out. But then I'm also going to hear you out. You know what I mean? Because you have to understand that they, it's those things where it's like, you, do you know that I was your age at one point? You know what I'm saying? So I've been through this, so I know it. But as a kid, they don't really look at it like that. They just see right. you as, you know, this older <laughs> person telling me what to do. And so it's a it's a thing of you letting them know, like, yeah, I've been in your shoes. I've done this before. This has happened. And this is what happened to me when I did that. And just, you know, give them that information. And sometimes you might feel like they're not listening, but they're listening. You know what I mean? Keep, you know, stay in there. Stay in there. That's why I said prayer is very important. So as you are, you know, hitting them with the nuggets of knowledge that you do know, also in the spiritual realm, keep them covered, you know, because sometimes they might just be like, OK, I'm I'm going to stay hard headed with it. I'm going to have to learn on my own. And that might be something God is trying to teach them within that. You know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. We, and we all have that that moment, yeah. I think, where we come back or we have a moment in life where we like, you know what? Mom told me that or dad told me that and I should have listened. And I, I had that full circle moment at some point in my 20s where my pops was like, friends and money don't mix. You give somebody some money anyways and then you and that person fall out and then you don't want to hear what he's talking about. Then later on, you're like, you know what, dad? You was right, bro. I shouldn't have gave him that money. You was right. Damn. I should have just kept it different, kept it separate. Me and him would still be cool to this day. So we all have that moment. Sometimes it takes longer for us to to connect yeah. with it. But I think what you said is really important. You got to just keep as a parent, like hitting them with them gems, sending them nuggets that you're your child's way. And eventually at some point it'll sink in and they'll thank you for it because when they have kids, they're going to go through the same thing that you went through. So it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's great to see it all come full circle like that. But one thing I wanted to hit on, man, because yeah. as this is really, um, I would say I, I've heard this from, from different parents, especially those, you know, who become entertainers. Like, what are your thoughts on the entertainment industry as it relates to your children? You've been in mm. it. You've seen pretty much everything at this point, right? So yeah. are you one of those parents who are like, I don't want you to touch entertainment at all? Or are you <laughs> open to it? Woo! Man, um, it, it, here's the thing, you know, because it's a, it's, it's a lot that you'll, you'll go through. But I, it, for me, for my children, 
um, it's where they have me. You know what I mean? That 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 actually experienced it. Because sometimes you'll have parents that are green within it too. So as they're going through it, they're just as green with the kids. And then you start getting, you know, this situation of mistakes being made by the child and by the parent. You know, or just the parent, depending on how young the kid is when they get into the business, uh, because it's things that they might see. And it's a lot of smoke and mirrors and they don't really understand. So like a lot of times uh, parents will hit me up and I really do answer questions like they'll hit me up like, yo, I want to get my kid in the business. And I'm like, yo, OK, look, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I end up I end up talking to them so that they feel comfortable within it. And uh, like even with uh, when we brought uh, rebooting the show it was something important to me. Like, just like when I spoke to the kids, I also said, well, yo, you know what I want to do? I want to have my parents speak to the kids' parents. Because that was something that never was done to us either. And I saw a lot of us go through different things. We had awesome parents, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I was like, they had to learn things along the way. Wouldn't have been dope if they had a big homie that would tell them like, you know what I'm saying? So I was thinking the same thing, like, oh, this would be cool. If we had some, you know, a parent and my mom met with the moms and, and told her, I uh, told them, you know, uh, all the things she's experienced as growing up with me in the business and, and, and you know, talk with them. And she said some of the moms were in tears and thankful at that moment. But I was just like, that's what's, what's, that's what's dope about it. I think, you know, I, I feel like that's the thing. When you go, all of us are going through something and going through a journey to give back. That's really what it is. Like when you read the Bible, these are stories telling you how to navigate. Like, oh, I, I went in there. I did that. Let me tell you how you should, <laughs> should do it. And it's really up to us in our mindset to go, okay, do we accept that? Or do we just want to bump our head and figure it out? That's on the person within the, in their self. That's how that goes. Uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, man. So for me, I would allow them to get into it and do it. Uh, to answer your question, uh, because but it, it, I would really have to see if they have the passion for it, because within this this game, it's not like you, you're just doing it for money. You know, what I mean, you can't do it for that reason and you can't do it for um, notoriety as well. You can't do it for that reason either. Like, why are you doing it? Is this a passion? Is this something that you love? Like in the hood, there was always that one kid in a karate gi and you was just like, yo, he know the food and he loved it. Then years later in life. He's the kid that opened up the dojo in the hood. You know the kid. You know the kid that played football. He all he cared about was football. Now he played for the NFL. It's like you see it. So if I see a consistency of this is what I want, you know Michael Jackson was dancing every minute before they even got out there. He was, you know what I'm saying? He enjoyed it. Yeah, his pops put him through some stuff, but he also loved entertaining. And that's right. that's what I mean by. Focusing on what your kids love. And I can tell, like, I can sniff it out as like, oh, do they love this? So they just want to do it for it, just to be doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's the thing. You know what I mean? But if you love it, yeah, let's go. Mm. <laughs> let's yeah, go. Dope. No, yeah. That, that's dope. And that, that, that's a good perspective on that, man, because I feel like if you love it and you're passionate about it, mm -hmm. or if you're not, time's going to tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to, you're going <laughs> to uh, either stick with it or you're going to fall out with it, man. But right. even, uh, you know, just kind of wanting to talk about this segment that we have, man. It's called Dads and Delivery. Uh, okay. So, you know, basically it's an opportunity for fathers to open up about how they felt mentally, physically, and emotionally as your child was being born. So let's take it, mm -hmm. what? Your first child is how old? That's 20-something years ago? 22. <laughs> 22. Uh, let's let's yeah. take it back 22 years ago, man. What was that feeling like for you as, as your oldest son was being brought into the world? Um... Man, Otis was, uh, to be honest, terrifying at that moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just going to be honest because it was a thing of like, I was very, very young. I was very young and it was a thing of like, whoa, okay, I'm about to bring this child into this world. And it was a thing of like, okay, let me do, I'm just going to want to do the right thing. And it was really deep. You know, I had to, I was a child as well. So I was learning. You know, as I as I had my child, I was learning uh, through that process. And so uh, it was very deep, but it was awesome at the same time. Like when he was first born and I, I tell him this all the time, like he was, you know, born for a reason because uh, he was a preemie. 
And so a born as a as a preemie, he was on when he was born, it was like, oh, it's a boy. Then they were like, oh, but we got to rush him and take him in here to save his life, really. And it was like they had the goggles on him and he was in the incubator for a very long time. And then me being on television at this time and all the things that I was doing and them saying, oh, well, you still need to be on set as I was going through this. Stuff. Like it was a lot of like emotions and, and stress that was going on at that time. Uh, but it was really deep. Then I remember my family coming out and we we're praying and I remember my mom, uh, you know, <laughs> putting holy oil all over the <laughs> all over the place, you know what I mean? And praying over him. And now, you know, big boy, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's just those those moments. And then, um, you know, and then when my my second child, my daughter, my oldest daughter was born, uh, you know, it was a thing of like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Now it's a little baby girl, you know what I mean? You got to step it up in that way. And then, because uh, I got two sets. So now I have my young, my youngest kids, you know, what I, you know what I mean? And so, I have um, uh, wisdom. And so uh, that was beautiful as well, too. And so uh, her pregnancy, it was deep because we went and saw, you know, me and my wife, we went and did the whole thing, you know, as far as like the Lamaze classes and she was going to have a a natural birth and all these different things. And you were like, we're going to do that. And then uh, she was crowning, but uh, wisdom wasn't coming all the way out. So it was kind of like, okay. What are we going to do in this moment? And we had to figure that out as well. And so it was a situation where uh, she had to have a cesarean at that point. So that was deep as well, too, for, for my wife and for that. But we prayed in that situation, too. And now beautiful baby girl, you know, four, four years old. So I have a 22, 19, four. And then I also have an eight-month-old. And that was, oh, Honor was born. Thank you, brother. Honor was born within the pandemic. You know what I mean? So that was deep as well. So uh, in, in the pandemic, you know, they were giving my wife a, uh, a COVID test as she was pushing. You know what I mean? And mm. she couldn't take any in anything. She couldn't take anything because when we got there, he was already out. You know what I mean? He was already coming out. And so uh, that was deep. And she had him natural. We cried after, you know, with that because I know she wanted a natural birth because she didn't wasn't able to do that uh, with wisdom. So. Uh, yeah, man, all the different like verses, the different mindset uh, with, with every uh, with each child. You know what I mean? It's just a different mindset. And uh, but I tell you this, children are uh, uh, a blessing. Children are a blessing. And uh, it, it, they, they've all, all each one of them have showed me, um, helped me grow now and help me uh, understand things by seeing them navigate through life, even with my eight month old. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's just different things that they show me um, how to be more loving, uh, you know, with all four of them. You know what I mean? So uh, it's, it's beautiful uh, being being a father. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's really, yeah. really dope. I tell Jesse this all the time, too, when we have these mm-hmm. conversations. Like, it doesn't matter how many kids you end up having. You yeah. remember each birth experience because oh, they're dude. all so unique, right? The, the experience that your wife or your, your girl has to go through, which you go through as a dad. It's yeah. different for each one, but there's something that stands out through each birth that sticks with you with that kid. And it's funny how even the stories or the things you think about, like with my youngest kid, like he basically forced himself out. Like I basically delivered him. The, the doctor wasn't even in the room. And then his personality now, two, almost three years later, it's like he's still that forceful. He waits on nobody. You tell him to do something. Hey, man, nah, I'm going to go do this right now. I don't care what you're talking about. I didn't wait to come in this world. I'm not waiting for you right now. It's the same thing. So it's beautiful how you can have those experiences as a parent and watch how it really kind of plays into the personality that your child develops too. Yeah, man. And that, and that plays into, like I said, what my wife always says is about the spirit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's, he had that spirit when he was born. He still got the same spirit. You know what yep. I mean? That's, that's, it's, it's awesome like that way, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 So then, then talk to us about because you have um, a pretty significant gap, bro, in terms of your oldest child yeah. Yeah. To, to your eight month old. And a lot has changed from when you was, what, 20 when you had your first. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. So what's the what's been the, the biggest obstacle for you in starting over as a parent? Like, what have you had to relearn about yourself as a dad? Basically yeah, doing it all over again. Well, my first two uh, was from a previous man. Right. And so it was a thing of that, too, as well. 
And then it was the whole thing of me uh, figuring out that process as well. And then, um, and then saying, okay, I want to do it again and, and start over. And I, I really feel like um, just really learning who you are spiritually and really getting tapped into that, you know, and being equally yoked, uh, you know, with your, um, with your wife and you all are on the same understanding is such a, a beautiful thing. And then, um, yeah, man, I, I feel like it's such a, just two different dynamics. Like, that's why I said, like, when I had my first two, it was like a, a lot of like figuring it out. You know what I mean? Figuring it out and trying to get an understanding because I was very young. You know what I mean? Through both processes. Uh, and then so, but then there's a cool factor to that as well, because it's like, you know, uh, which they always tell me, which is funny. They're like, yo, we want to laugh at you. Like the dads that, you know, be wearing the crazy clothes, but you looking like us. And, like, <laughs> and, you dress like us. and so they crack up at that at times too, which is very, very funny. Uh, and, uh, and then with my, my youngest as well too, uh, my, my two youngest children, that has been just a, a beautiful uh, processing that, you know, praying for them. And uh, we prayed very hard for uh, both of them to be born, uh, me and my wife, and uh, just the experience of seeing them grow up and uh, in the, uh, the love that they both have. It's been super awesome. And then um, just the like, and then the love that my oldest kids have for their younger siblings has been awesome as well. And uh, yeah, there was a big gap. Like a lot of people were like, yo, you got a, you got a big gap, but it's cool. Like it's, it's deep. You know what I mean? As far as like having teenagers and then also having toddlers at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta imagine, uh, you know, uh, how that works being a, being a father, you know what I mean? So that's why I pray, I work out, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot, you know what I mean? So that I could be healthy, uh, for all four. And then it's also too, for me too, is, uh, understanding, uh, each one and their likes and having time with each one as well, like giving them their time to hang out with each and every one of them and understand uh, what their, their likes and dislikes and, and talking to them individually and spending time and being there for each one, you know, uh, and showing them that I love all of you all the same. And uh, you all can have, you know, uh, you know, fun times uh, with daddy. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. I, I really, I really dig that to always make sure you take the time to do that, especially with with your daughters, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, do the daddy daughter dates so they know the type of guys that they don't need to be, you know, yep. hanging out with. And then with your sons as well, spend time with them, see what they enjoy, you know what I mean? And just and just have that fun and then show them things through your action too. You know, your actions when you're not with them, um, do that as well. So that's uh it's it's been awesome, it's been deep. People always crack up and like, yo, you got a dope teenagers and, and little <laughs> ones and are you gonna keep are you gonna keep going and it was funny because you know me and my wife we talk about that i was like all right are we gonna do it again, <laughs> do it again? <laughs> yeah i'll be yeah. five in the game i have a whole team in a minute <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah that's yeah. dope man and i love yeah. your perspective on that it sounds like you gotta do a lot just to keep your mental you know, there to, you know, navigate all those different ages and whatnot. You said something that kind of uh, caught mm -hmm. my attention as far as like your kids cracking jokes on you know, how you dress and everything because you, you, you dress like them. So this episode is actually uh, sponsored by one of our good partners called Fly Dad, man. So they create gear and a mission is to help dads preserve their swag as they navigate <laughs> life with their kids. So tell mm -hmm. us, man, like what's what, what what's it mean to you to be a fly dad? Here's what's, here's what's fly, right? You know what I mean? For me, uh, I always keep my ear in, into what's like, you know, what's fly. You know what I mean? In, in my eyes, you know, like in, I'm really into like, you know, fashion and style. I've always been like that. And so I'm into that. And I always say this, which is funny, like, you know, my, my oldest kids, they always uh, joke and they go, yo, you get old, you get old. And I never, I never agree. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna tell y'all this little tidbit. When people start saying like, "Yo, yo, yo, you know, you, you," and I never say that. I was like, "No, nah, I'm just getting wiser, man. I'm getting wiser, baby. It's all good." You know what I'm saying? And I say that because I feel like your words have power. So if I say something in that way, then I'm gonna have that old swag or whatever. 
whatever. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. I'm gonna stay with it because a lot of times, like people, like they don't even know how old I am when they see me. So right. it's a thing of like, but you got to keep that up, like as far as like the nutrition, you know, the style. Go look. Like it's a lot of people that I follow. This is this is another tip that I do. Shout out to so the fathers and know. Okay, so what I do every time I get to a milestone of age, right? When I get to a milestone of age, I look at someone that is 10 years older than me with a swag that's dope, right? So I look at them like, okay, they, they fit. They got a dope swag. Okay, so what do they do? All right, so what do they do? Okay, they own their fitness. Okay, all right, they style is fly. Okay, let me see what type of places they going. Okay, so I know that that's not as a goal because you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 42. So I look at somebody that's 52 with a swag. And then after 52, mm-hmm. I'm going to look at somebody that's 62 with a swag. And we just going to keep this thing going all the way through the 90s, man. <laughs> and, just, and just keep it going. But I think that's what's so cool. Always be willing to learn, you know, new styles, uh, you know. And that's what's fun, having uh, my children that are all at different ages. Like, I know what's cool for toddlers. I know what's cool, you know, for older kids, too, as well, because I get to, I get to see it right in front of me. Like, you know, what's the swag? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that, that's cool, man. That gives a good perspective, man. Cause you can't yeah. be, you know, 42 looking at somebody who's 22 or 19 and looking at they swag. So and that's the mistake. Go, right. <laughs> that's yeah. the mistake right there. No, nah, no, nah, that's yeah. dope, man. Hey, real yeah. quick though, question. Cause you mentioned something earlier, but you ain't really give context to it. You okay. battle common. Who won that battle? And what was it like? <laughs> <laughs> You got to ask Common. No. Uh, <laughs> so literally what happened was Common loves hip-hop. He loves to rap. You know what I mean? Every time I see him, he always goes, Chi-Town, what up, Chi-Town? And uh, I love that because uh, we it's a lot of us out here in Chicago, from Chicago, which is beautiful as well, too. But I remember him coming in there, and he was just like, let's just go back and forth. So it really wasn't like a battle. But for me, it was because I was like, let's get it. You know what I mean? And I was rapping. I would say he won because I was rapping straight crisscross style. I was into that. So I was kicking the kill with the mickey mic. I was hitting him with that. But uh, it's just an awesome memory that I will always remember. And like, you know, with hip hop rapping for Left Eye, that was dope too. You know what I mean? With her beatboxing. I got like an actual picture of her like beatboxing as I'm rhyming for, you know what I mean? And, and then having my boys from Chicago perform on all that, that was that was big for me too. So yeah, man, hip hop has, has been a big part of my life. So I'm always part of the hip hop community. You know what I mean? I still dance too as well. You know, uh, I bought Chicago footwork, uh, you know, on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, shout out to them for, for allowing me to do that too as well. Uh, and, and that's the thing, just being vibrant and having that energy, uh, that's what just keeps, you know, uh, you know, fathers fly. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like just having that energy and never feel like, because maybe some cats is my age and they'd be like, yo, man, and kids and old and I'm just, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, and, and enjoy it. Yeah, you're going to, and someday it's going to be rougher than others. But that's why I said getting up early and taking care of your mind, your spirit, what you eating. Uh, let the Lord guide you because, you know, spirit doesn't age. You know what I mean? So that's why you got to just really do that. It'll keep you young. It'll, it'll definitely keep you young. When I found the Lord the right way, you know what I'm saying? Because I always knew him, but it's different knowing the Lord and having a relationship with the Lord. So when I found the Lord the right way and really let him guide my steps, I became younger and I, I grew in, in knowledge and being wise. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. <laughs> that's dope, bro. Yeah. Yo, so before we get out of here, though, we got another segment that we'd love to hit on with all of our guests, man. It's, it's really important for us. Um, if you could write a letter to your father, starting Word. with dear father, what would you say? Um, mm, that is deep. You know what? Dear father, thank you for being you, unapologetically you and showing me how to be unapologetically me. Thank you for um, showing me how to be the type of man that loves being righteous, loves chivalry, and loves love and understands love. And uh, showing me that love is the only way, (laughs) is the only way. 
So I'll definitely would say that to my pops. We talk all the time. So I'll definitely say <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, man. We 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 love that segment so much because we feel like it's super important to do. Uh, so yeah. thank you for your transparency there. And even a few years sure. back, I think I remember, did your dad go through some type of surgery or, or something Bro. like that? And you said he's, they just got their 49th year anniversary. So I assume yeah. he's doing, he's doing good now. Let me tell you that, that, that moment told me, uh, you know what I mean? Just the thought of like, yo, pops, like he had brain surgery and it was, it was a very serious, you know, moment. And I was doing dancing with the stars at that time. And I was, I was going through a lot at that time. And then uh, me and my wife as well, um, she had gotten pregnant doing uh, Dancing with the Stars. And uh, that, uh, our, that particular baby went to be with the Lord, right? And so we were dealing with that during Dancing with the Stars and then also with my dad having brain surgery. So it was, a, it was just a lot uh, that was going on. And I remember I broke down. And I was so, I was upset about breaking down in front of all the cameras, you know, in the reality of it, you know, because the reality show and I broke down, but I had, that was what I was doing in the car after rehearsals and stuff like that. I was just dealing with, because I'm, you know, my younger sisters and uh, my, my, my sisters and my mom and all of that, because, you know, uh, who our dad is to us and then to know that he was going through something like this and it was something, but we were, we were praying it all the way through, man. And to see him now, you know, dancing and smiling at his uh, 49th anniversary and just had a birthday, uh, you know, in his 60s and vibrant. Um, and, it, and it was deep. I flew. I remember uh, in between the show, I flew uh, to go see him so I could make sure I was there for the surgery and, and there to come from my sisters and, and my mom. And while we were there and, uh, and my wife praying me through while I was, you know, uh, getting ready to do that. And what was really deep about it is that seeing him come back to like after they removed it, you know what I mean? And everything. And then seeing his motor skills have to work, bro. Like I'm getting emotional right now, but it was just like, a, it was a deep thing to be there seeing his motor skills kind of come back. And it was like, he had to like learn how to eat and, and walk and all this different stuff. And what it showed me at that moment, right? This is what it showed me, you know, that, that, that love. So no matter what you're going through in life, you know, or relationships or whatever it is that you're going through, make sure you show that consistency of love because being there, I was thinking about myself in that situation and my children being in that situation, you know what I mean? And it's a lot of parents that don't show that love. And so a kid might not feel like they want to be there for that, that moment. You see what I'm saying? And so it's like, you want to make sure that you always have that love that you show for your kids so that in that moment they're there praying you through just like you prayed them through and helping you through and and it, it really made us even stronger me and my dad I feel you know what I mean through 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 that process you know him waking up bro I'm getting emotional because he was like yo kid like he had to like put the connections together with everybody that was in the room bro and it's just like it was such a beautiful moment to see him now and, and holding his grandkids and you know, dancing and, and giving knowledge. Now you can't stop him. He even more like more energy than he had before. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's amazing, bro. And that just shows yeah. the power of God. You know, what I mean, God can get us through any and everything, bro. So, um, you know, we're gonna keep mm -hmm. your father lifted up. Keep praying for many more Thank years. You. you know, hopefully they get to to a hundred year anniversary. Um, hey, so man, you know, <laughs> but one of the things we wanted to do before we got out of here, bro, is um, we definitely want to give you that time and that space um, to really tell the people like what's next for you and how can they follow yeah. you on social? Oh, yeah. So you can hit me up at, uh, at I am Kel Mitchell. Uh, definitely on the gram. You can hit me up there. Uh, you can go to kelmitchell.com. Um, you can see all the things that I'm into. Of course, check me out on Deliciousness uh, as well. Uh, Aaron on MTV currently. Uh, I have a book coming out, but I'll probably come back to y'all when, hey. uh, when, when the when the book is coming out but the book will be out uh in the winter which has also just been a, a beautiful process for me as well adding author uh to to the to you know my career uh which has been amazing so uh yeah man we got a lot of uh great surprises that are happening uh you know this year and the next year as well so uh, i'm super super happy man all glory to god <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, man. No, we we excited for you, man. We definitely going to tap into anything you got going on. And, you know, before we get out of here, man, I just, you know, want to thank you for joining us. And just we said this word a lot throughout the the, the conversation, but just for your spirit and energy today, man, like it's Mm. it's been really therapeutic for me just to talk to you and kind of get to know you as a black man, as a father, man. So I'm I'm appreciative of, of the conversation today. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. And also, too, I'm a uh, I'm a youth pastor as well. So hit up Spirit Food Christian Center uh, dot com. You can see us on there and you want to connect with us or just come come by the church and hang out with us, too. We we, we love that, too, as well. <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, that's dope, bro. And I want and to piggyback on on Jesse's point, man, like I said mm-hmm. in the beginning, we've you know, been big fans since since a kid. I'm 35 now. You know, I grew up watching you. Jesse grew up watching you. Um, and I and I want to say, black man to black man, I'm proud of you because you went into an industry that oftentimes swallows up people and they don't mm-hmm. come out of it the same or better. And you are one of the people that I really feel like you've been through this industry. You spent your entire, entire life in it. You came out even better on the other side, man. So salute to you for the human being that you are today. Super proud of you, man, and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, man. I, I don't take that lightly. I, I thank both of y'all for, for sharing that with me uh and yeah man just appreciate y'all and you know uh blessings to what y'all got going on i think this is awesome um you know that y'all allow this platform for fathers we definitely need that and for uh people that didn't grow up without a father this is definitely dope where you can just really get some gems and really get some knowledge and so i dig what y'all doing so yeah man support i'm supporting it (laughs) yo what's up y'all this is kel mitchell yeah and i am on the dear fathers podcast this is about to be a lot of fun. Super awesome. Uh, I played a father on Game Shakers, which was <laughs> which was awesome. So I got to do that. But now you get to see me kill the father uh, in my real life. And I'm going to be talking about some, some knowledge that I learned from my father. Uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun. Dear Father's Podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to another impactful conversation on the Dear Father's Podcast. It's your host, James Meeks. And your co-host, Jesse Alex. But before we get out of here, make sure you subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. And we'll catch y'all next time. Salute. my own CD cover. I'm so focused, ass Steven Glover. Still up and coming, but for show coming. Went out on a limb like I broke something. Watch how he recovered.